Good news, everybody. We have fantastic news for you today. A landmark in the history of pit bulls has just happened in America. Woohoo! I love good news. A pit bull has joined the force of the police in New York. NYPD has taken on a pit bull. Right on NYPD. I want to see more pit bulls. I think they they are just the perfect cop dogs. They kind of look tough and they're kind of like a, you know, like they're a big guy. And you know what? I, I, I think it's time to rescue all those dogs in the shelters and make them police dogs. That's all I have to say because I do not want to see any more euthanasia list of these sweet pit bulls with their giant smiles. And I'm like feeling heartbroken. Yes, there is millions of pit bulls in the shelters that we can use for the better, for good, for them, for society, for all of us. And instead, we're just euthanizing them. It's like, what a waste. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, Louise. Like, there's so many things. Like, right? That's why I get so frustrated when I see anybody purchasing a dog when we have a surplus, people. We have a surplus of dogs. You don't buy more and breed more we have a surplus utilize them for all kinds of things for blind uh blind dogs why do they have to breed them for blind dogs doesn't necessarily mean they have to be blind just make a better effort to train them i don't think they uh, they do do blind dogs per se it's service dogs for the blind oh (laughs) (laughs) they don't breed them blind service dogs for the blind a guide dog. Oh, my God. A guide dog. I could not even get that word out. Thank you, Louise, for keeping me on track. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S. Welcome to Fairtales Podcast. You know, speaking of pit bulls, when you and I were talking about the talking about this the other day, you know, we really need to make a shift of calling them pit bulls because that's not specifically correct as far as what your their breed is or whatever, right? Yeah, it's the whole thing about the term pit bull. And so here it goes, uh, uh, the short version is that the pit bull is not a breed per se. And people say, yes, you Google pit bull, uh, you will see that there is a breed called pit bull terrier. Uh, and yes, so there are pit bull terriers, but they are not recognized by the American Kennel Club, uh, which is like uh, the core of uh, dog breeding institutions that they decide what is a breed and what isn't a breed. And uh, so we talk about pit bulls, and that also includes American Staffordshire Terrier and other breeds as well. So pit bull has become a group name for several dog breeds, and it's not even a breed that is... Uh, acknowledged like the German Shepherd is or the Labrador Retriever is so it's not correct in those terms to talk about pit bulls but mostly we shouldn't talk about pit bulls because it has become such a jaded name it's so many negative connotations to it we need a new better name yeah it's been stigmatized and a perfect, ex- well, not perfect, but a good example of comparing that. And this is why certain words just, they, they get, they get stigmatized and you re- evolve. And like back in the day, it was okay to call someone retarded. That is not a good name. Now you, t- you know, you say mentally challenged. 
that you that's the same as pit bulls which should be it's not an appropriate name because it's been stigmatized and been turned into something negative and it's wrong i agree with you i do and you know it's an interesting thing about pit bulls. Um, of course, they have a bad rap. That's nothing new. Uh, but I was paying attention to it today when I was flipping through headlines um, about dogs. And, um, uh, you know, you see the headlines that says, uh, for example, uh, dog rescued owner from mountain lion attack and um, a pregnant dog stolen from outside of Petco dog was caught rescuing a kitten or blah 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 you know and then there uh, is this headline that says pitbull attack postman and you know for every other headline it just says dog but when a pitbull is involved Mm. it says pitbull in the headline Ah. and you know so interesting just unnecessary way of framing pit bulls Mm -hmm. we don't talk about any other dog breed uh, with the specifics of their breed like we do with the pit bull right so it's unfair and we paint an unfair picture of them hence the bad rap but back to uh the pit bull police uh police dog Uh, Mm -hmm. i want to tell you some more about it uh because he's not only perfect because he's a pit bull and a police he's he's also a rescue dog oh thank god Thank you, because you know, when I heard about this, I was really concerned because I know for a fact that they were, there was places that would breed German Shepherds for the police and still do. So I am so happy to hear this. What's this dog's story? Yeah, so it's actually a she. Oh, she! Oh, even better. She's a badass bitch. Badass bitch. And her name is Kia. Kia. And she is a beautiful white and tan pit bull, 85 pounds. And um, we posted a photo of her on our Instagram, so go and check her out. And she's wearing her police collar in the photo, and she looks so proud. She Proud is the description. I've showed this picture to someone, and exactly, they're like, look how proud she is. It's like this huge smile. It made me so happy, and I, I hope, like you said, this is a, a wave. So let's get on this wave, and let's have this pitbull parade yeah because she deserves a parade so like her story is that she came into a shelter in texas after having been hit in the head with a hammer shut the front door are you serious she miraculously survived oh this is the best story ever this is the fairy tale and this is the fairy tale right here And miraculously, also, not only did she survive, but she also didn't hold a grudge towards humans. She is a freaking saint. How did they find her and how did she make it into the police academy? So there is this guy called Brad Croft. And he is the director of Universal Canine, which is an organization that trains dogs and police and SWAT teams to become a canine unit. And so this guy took Kia from the shelter and took her home and like started figuring out like, hey, she could be a police dog. And he started training her like the other dogs. And two years later, she has now joined the force. She has her own partner and she is... um, narcotics and missing persons detection dog this is a a newsworthy right now because she has recently been awarded a big award in new york city for being the first pitbull police dog i 
love her. This is the best news. This is really good news, and we all need good news now and then, right? I think we need to talk more about good news because there's so much bad news that we're aware of. And this is really a big point is that really there's more good news than bad news. And this is giving me a lot of hope for pit bulls and giving them the, instead of having the bad stigma, let's start having some good stigma around that name and maybe we'll keep that name. And you know, it's so inspiring because when you think of uh, the police dog, you usually think of the German shepherds, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that the German shepherds have not always been the beloved family dog they are today. I mean, they used to be seen as a very aggressive breed and they still are like capable of, you know, making a lot of damage to a person. And they can be very dangerous, of course, but they are the second most popular dog in America and in the whole world is the German Shepherd now. But they have been perceived as only dangerous before. Uh, It was after the First World War when the soldiers came back and started changing the reputation of the German Shepherds because they have seen how trainable they were. And so they started coming into the American society more. And so I'm thinking, you know, German shepherds started being used by the army and the police, and then they became these beloved family dogs. Hello. Hello. following my... The future is coming, and pity's out there. Those those are going to be the most desired dogs, and we're going to clear out the shelters. Mm. I mean, they're going to stop having this horrible... numerous euthanization of pit bulls out there for the wrong reasons exactly and you know it's so hard for example to find a good place to live if you're a pit bull parent because they're discriminated against and they're not allowed to live in so many apartment complexes Mm. but german shepherds are and you see them on the police force so now if you're gonna see you know pit bulls protecting and serving our people Mm -hmm. in society our friends and family then how the heck are you going to deny them housing? That's right. Are they supposed to be homeless? Pia is going to be the, she's going to be the, the hero to all pit bulls. Like, like literally she's changing lives just by being the first. She is. She's like their Sean Dark or I don't know, Jesus, or I don't know she's her, she their, She's a goddess. So right now the shelters are at our all time high capacity there it hasn't been this full for five years and this is a huge step backwards we're going the wrong direction here people continue to buy dogs and do not go to the shelter and you know what a lot of those dogs that are purchased end up in the shelter because people do not do their due diligence to know what it's like to take care of a dog and train a dog so you know i I'm very disappointed to hear this because I think that we've, I thought we were, got, we've gotten further, but people are, you know, still to this day, not being responsible and dumping them at shelters. Um, I am still surprised at how many people that I see around just in my neighborhood in San Francisco who have breeder dogs, and yet these dogs are being euthanized over and over again. I like to think it's because these people who get breeder dogs don't understand. They don't know what the situation is like because I like to believe in the good in people. And we all just love our dogs, right? But maybe that's naive because clearly 
we are in a crisis right now. Like you said, for the first time in five years, shelters all across America are seeing a huge setback in adoptions. And they're being overflown, uh, overwhelmed with dogs that are being surrendered. So uh, I read about this in the Houston Chronicle uh, because they're reporting a lot about this since Texas, of course, is the number one fucking state when it comes to animal shelter deaths. And um, they were saying that this is due to, quote, uh, pandemic pet surrenders. The reason we're in this state right now is because it's an after effect of the pandemic. What do you think, Tiffany? I, I think that it's shameful because they use those dogs for their personal necessity of, oh, I'm having no, have a, a companion, blah, 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 and didn't think of it as long-term or permanent. Yeah, so you think this is correct? That the, Yes, yeah. I do. Mm. I do think it's correct because we know, Louise, you and I adopted more dogs during the first year of the pandemic than we do now by 60 75%. It's probably about 75% more than we adopt now. In my own personal circle, I've I know people who are still going to breeders, and I get so like I've, I've I was just sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't say enough when that happens, and maybe I need to be that person and be a little bit more like. I mean, I say it in a way, but it's a little passive aggressive. It's not direct. It's more like a hint. But I need to like say, hey, look. I'm just going to put this out there, Louise, and tell me what you think. There's some people that kind of like want to say, look, I, I have a hard time being friends with you because you made this decision. Is that, I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts? Like, I, but that's where I, how I feel. Yeah, no, I, I think we have to be more clear about putting our foot down too. And it's hard to do, especially if, if for me, because I'm so unconfrontational as a person. I feel like you're better at it. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to be better about it because I would rather, I actually want to be more confrontational. I mean, I can, but I'm getting, I want to get more and more. And you know, at this point I'm fucking in my fifties and I feel like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I want to kind of take advantage of that. (laughs) Yeah. The older I get, the more I feel like no more fucks to give. So we definitely need to step it up for the dogs. I think the only reason we're hesitating is because it's making us step outside of our comfort zone a, a little bit more. And But that's obviously not a good reason not to try our best for the dogs because we have to remember that over a million dogs are being euthanized every year. I mean, uh, so uh, there was this report from Best Friends Animal Society um, the overall numbers of animals killed in American shelters increased in 2021 from 347,000 to 355,000. We're, we're not making progress here. No, I mean, this is terrible numbers. But do you know how you can help? You who are listening, you can help. You can Help us spread the word by giving this podcast a five-star rate and please follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I I think I'm going to start really being more vocal um, to the people in my life that don't. They know I do dog rescue. They know I, I, but like what, what is the disconnect for them to still make those decisions? 
they don't take you seriously enough. They don't take animals seriously. They don't think that they are... Are they selfish? Equal beings. I mean, we talked about this in the episode of uh, called Speciesism. Mm. And I think it's just a, another case of that. There are so many people amongst us that don't value animals. So they don't even think to uh, uh, worry about being disrespectful when they treat them as commodities in front of rescue workers. Yep. They don't even realize what we think about them. I know. It's like I was revisiting our um, podcast about um, the the meat dog meat trade, and one of the things that we did touch about talk about that is like we you know you can't change. It's hard to change a cultural mindset, you know, or a mindset about something that it's a tough thing to do to change that. It is, and there's also so many gray areas. I mean. To be honest, most people I know that have uh, purebred dogs, uh, they're not evil and they love dogs and they support dog rescues and they donate and they help. Like they're good people and they do good things for dogs. They, you know, it's not that black and white. <sighs> yeah, it's, I struggle. I struggle with this. Um, I, I, and I think I just need to be more vocal and I might be one of those people instead of holding back because, you know, I might be one of those people that are just like, okay, people aren't going to like me, but you know what? I have to do this. But when I walk around, you know, my neighborhood and I go to the dog parks or whatever and I see like, I just want to start having the conversation because I see so many people. I just want to say, I just want to start asking them. So why did you not choose rescue? Did you... You know, and just kind of understand. I think maybe I need to get in the heads of these people. Yeah. You can't come at them, you know, in a way where they're going to be defensive. Right. Exactly. Because then I'm not going to get the information I need. So, and we need to know what that thing is so that we can be educated. So I'm going to maybe, instead of being angry and resentful that they weren't smart enough to know what to do, maybe I just have a conversation to somebody and you out there, you could like, this is the way we can bring it up and hey you know I just I'm trying to understand I I do dog rescue and the shelters are overcrowded and we we euthanize a lot and it's just we I when I see someone like you that has this beautiful you know dog that probably costs a lot of money I I want to understand why you chose to go to a breeder versus look at the shelter so I can be better about spreading information how does that sound I think that sounds really uh, uh, nice and uh, a soft tone, like you might get someone to actually dare to open up. Uh, However, I bet you the response is going to be that they have a love for that specific breed. And they're also under the misconception that that breed is so different so 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 different from any other breed and I bet you they're not gonna say that because they have a working dog that they are working with and they need it to be the specific breed because it's a working dog I bet you this is a regular normal person who just has the dog as a pet so it's not someone who has a border collie for breeding uh, breeding uh, I mean herding sheep you know like you don't need to have a specific breed it's just you know I mean, I think it's just come down to, you know, they're passionate about a breed and they have love for it and they haven't considered the bigger picture and that doesn't make them bad. And, you know, they they don't want to take responsibility for the whole situation. They just want their dog. 
but why do you think they have a passion for that breed? Like, that's what I want to understand. Why? Well, maybe it's so separate to them. Just like we think of birds and cats, they might think of golden retrievers and dogs, you know? I see. You know? No, but that's a good point that you brought up because I want to be prepared with that, you know, if they say that which makes a huge sense a lot of the things i know that people get doodles is because they they're they want something hypoallergenic but they don't want a poodle yeah well i know a lot of them think they're really cute yeah they're super cute of course there's also another common myth that you can shape a dog if you get them from Mm. a puppy then you can uh, decide that they are not gonna you know ever get in a fight with another dog and you can decide that they're never gonna snap at a child or you can, you know, make them into the exact dog that you want if you have them from puppyhood. But I think anybody who's been around children can tell you that you cannot mold a person. Nope. Like, at least not completely. And you can't decide what sticks and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's really the same with dogs. So, no, you can't shape a dog more because um, you have them as a puppy. And most rescue dogs are not that jaded at all like they're just like any normal they're more dog. grateful they they're actually in my opinion in my experiences which i have immense experience from all the different dogs that i've had and been around and the rescue dogs that i've come across become so much more trainable and and also they're just like grateful they're just so grateful and so appreciative that they're like will do anything to please you the difference is that they know the difference they know the difference you know it's like they they have been on the street looking for food they have been scared of scary noises or Mm -hmm. other big dogs they have been abused Uh, they have been hungry and scared they have been in shelters and not knowing what that is being even more scared and Mm. you know they have all these really scary experiences and then they get adopted they come into this loving warm home with somebody who just loves them unconditionally and they have food every day they have the security and just you know a life and love they're always going to remember that. Whereas, you know, puppies always had it good. And that's great, too. We wish all dogs could really have it that great. You know, it's it's really great. But yeah, I mean, there is something... Uh, I think that goes the same with people, right? People who's been through some hard times, they become more interesting. They, they become more appreciative. It's so true because people you met... Let's compare this because it's a good comparison. People you met who are like, oh, their life's always been so great. They've had the perfect, they were sheltered. They, I mean, they, they had, you know, came, grew up with money and they've had a lot, but they're not necessarily the most interesting people. The ones that have like gone through some shit and come to the other side and still open their heart for love all over again is the people that are like, wow. And that's what a rescue fucking dog is. The, the misconception is a rescue dog comes with emotional problems or it's going to be aggressive and vicious. It's going to be like, the, you know, that is what people are afraid of. And what they don't understand is they may look like that in the shelter and maybe for like the day, a day or two, but you, but then they fucking blossom in every 
day you have them and they get the love and they, like you said, like food, shelter, they're like, this is fucking awesome. And their personality just blossoms in front of you and you see them and for the first time you're like, oh, there you are. And it's the most rewarding experience. Yeah, and as far as I know, there isn't any uh, good research done um, to say that uh, dog rescue dogs versus breeder dogs would be uh, more aggressive or so. And I look around, like I really read like what's up in the dog news world and as such. Uh, I keep an eye on it. And um, what I can tell you from my professional experience, uh, I have a dog walking business where I have worked a lot with the dogs that have uh, fear and aggressive uh, behavior. And it's, I see it a lot with the purebred dogs and not necessarily more. Uh, I don't think it's because of their purebreds at all, but I'm saying that you can see it in any dog. It's really not necessarily one or the other. It's, it just happens that in my experiences, I worked with a lot of golden retrievers, Labradors and Huskies that had aggressive problems. And of course, uh, we see it in mutts as well, for sure. Uh, but that's just my experience. So it's it's not true that one would be more aggressive or the other. We need to stop having these misconceptions. Exactly. These I just keep thinking about, you know, back in the 40s when it was okay for people to have different ideas of humans, depending on what we look like and breeds and races and yeah, you know, it's just come on, like get over it. It's like this is a dog, 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 doggy, right. doggy, dog, right. dog, dog. Like stop That's obsessing it. about the breeds. I'm a doggy, dog, dog. I'm a dog. Wolf. Thank you. God, I really do want to fucking get more active about this. Like, I'm feeling the active energy. You know, there's a lot going on in the world these days, and people are, like, fucking rising up. I want to rise up over these fucking misconceptions that are wrong, and it's fucking killing dogs, and we want to change this. It's bullshit. And it's I'm getting tired of it because you know why? I'm getting a little frustrated and angry because I live in – I live in these people with lots of money to spend. There's a lot of people in the tech industry and they're not, they're just, they're, they literally are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on these breeds. Like you're going to spend thousands of dollars on a breeder who's going to spend the money on themselves. Thank and you. And they're going to produce dogs that are going to get euthanized. Or you can spend $500 on a nonprofit and get an equally good dog. And th th these people are not only going to like uh, help you rescue this dog, they're going to use those tiny $500 compared to the thousands of dollars you would have paid at the breeder, you know, and still use the, this money to save even more dogs. Amen, sister. I do appreciate Daniel. When he, we, did I tell you this story? We were like in this. Oh, well, you have to tell people who Daniel is. Okay, so Daniel's my, well, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say boyfriend because I'm way too fucking old to have a boyfriend. No. He's my lover. Okay. Anyway, so um, we were like this, we were in this park like by the, the, the houseboats. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. So like the houseboats, beautiful. It's like the so mission. I live in the Mission Bay Dog Patch area. Yeah, that's right. If you're listening in that area, oh, I, if you're listening in that area, then you're fucking cool because you're listening to the pod, this podcast. But for those of you who live there and know what it's like, there's a lot of it, it doodles, Frenchies, or 
The latest one is corgis. Corgis, Frenchies, and doodles everywhere. And it's all these people are like techies and whatever. So we were at the hang at the park and I with my three mutts, rescue mutts, who are fucking awesome and freaking cute as it can be. And uh, I told Daniel, I'm like, look, I kind of like, I only say hi to the dogs that look like red, that clearly are rescue dogs. I love that you do that. That is such a Tiffany move. I know. I'm kind of a passive aggressive bitch. And I said, and I compliment them loudly. And I say out loud, oh, is this a rescue? And they're like, yes, of course. I'm like, you're my people. And I make it really loud. Like, yeah, there's so many doodles around here and breeder dogs. And so I'm kind of like that passive aggressive bitch. Yeah. So Daniel and when he learned because he didn't know either he was he was and and just like the rest of us an ignorant uneducated person around breeding so he didn't know um so he's like yeah I didn't know I mean I like always see these doodles I'm like I want one of those they're cute anyways and now he knows they're thousands and thousands of dollars he's like this person walked by these doodles like he said oh he's like yeah you know you I mean get it you spend a thousand dollars for a dog and, uh, you know, there's these dogs are being euthanized. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like... I love Daniel for saying that. I can just picture him saying, I see it, you know. Yeah. He, he says it nicely. <laughs> he just too. like, yeah, but he's just always shamelessly just talking to strangers. Uh, he's all the time. He's constantly talking to strangers. Yes. So. But there are also a lot of doodle rescues out there. Let's not yeah. forget about them. But because Thank of the, you. Uh, you know, big dog boom of doodles hence there is dog rescues now that are singularly who are solely dedicated to rescuing doodles only because they're being overbred in the puppy mills and sold to people who don't understand the responsibility of having a dog and they dump the dogs they become strays and boom we have a bunch of doodle dog rescues too so there are actually a lot of doodle uh, parents out there who are decent people Mm. let's not forget about those but yeah it's a whole situation with the doodles we actually have an episode dedicated to the doodles so scroll down in your episode feed um, and you can find it's called doodles and i'm glad you brought up the whole thing there is a doodle rescue so like yeah like let's say you're like you have your heart set on a doodle or if you have your heart set on any breed then go to the fucking rescue that that focuses on these breeds there is no reason to ever go to a fucking breeder i'm telling you right now it is a horrible industry i don't care it's another thing louise that you forgot um when I asked you, what do you think they respond to? Another thing that I hear, and I'd love to hear what you, how you would handle it, so I can handle it. But people say, "Oh, but it was a very reputable breeder." That is a classic uh, comeback response uh, when you confront a friend who gets a dog from a breeder, um, and they will even show you all these certificates that the breeder has. And you know what the funny thing about this is that the research stops there. And uh, uh, when it comes from the the consumer, um, a.k.a. the person who buys puppies from breeders. And the reality is that these certificates that come from these uh, institutions, organizations, whatever they call themselves, are by the puppy mills. They're formed by the puppy mills. They're formed by the breeders just so they can 
you know, confirm themselves by themselves. They're, they authorize themselves into these positions. So it means basically nothing. It's just the same group of breeders and puppy mills saying these are up to standards. Like, yeah, you're fucking corrupt standards. Like they're all about selling, pumping out dogs for money. They don't care about the living standards of the dogs. If you're walking into a pet store and they show you that the breeders uh, give you these certificates of standard and quality breeding, they're not worth shit. Ask where they're coming from. Trace it back. Go see the breeders. If you're if you're really serious about getting a dog from a breeder, go see it. Go see where the dogs are kept. But that also brings me back to something I wanted to note on what you were saying, Tiffany. It's it is about the breeders, yes, but it's so much more about the puppy mills. The puppy mills are the biggest problem. And yes, they are the breeders as well, but I think it's important to like acknowledge this group specifically like puppy mills absolutely because they're the ones that are pumping out doodles and whatever dog is a new trendy dog by the millions they need to know this yeah if you think oh well it's not from a puppy mill well guess what they really are the same place one may be a little bit better but not by much and what what louise was saying about the paperwork you're being scammed like that's a bunch of bullshit these fucking certificates you're being you're fucking scammed into believing they mean anything do some research on those certificates that you got look it up go there check it out see who authorizes these certificates and how they check it and what the standards are and you'll see that this is not all that it is not or you can also just you know google and research on the internet well, you know, and this is why I love doing this podcast with Louise because she's a journalist. She's a journalist and major, and she knows how to research. So, she, so like, she's not pulling this shit out of her ass. She's like, she's a researcher. So this shit's real. I know. And we're living like, we're thinking we're like in a modern day society. Like, come on. You think that people would be like, get a clue by now. But no, not there yet. But we're getting there bit by bit. I mean, because the world is full of people who are adopting rescue dogs, you know. Let's not get stuck on these bad news now. And, you know, let's look around people. In the dog parks, we see so many mutts. Oh. And it's, we're growing. We are, yeah. we are a growing group of concerned pet parents. We are more concerned than other pet parents because we are coming with a cost because our babies come from abuse. Mm -hmm. So we are going to get around. Yeah, We are are not stopping. We are going to keep talking. We're going to keep fighting for our dogs. And please, please help us. Please go on our Instagram. Tiffany, what's it called? Fairy underscore tails, T-A-I-L-S, like dog tail, underscore dog underscore rescue. Please follow us on Instagram because if you follow us, we will be more visible to more people and we can help spread the word and we can help save more dogs. Well, you know, we were talking about police dogs, pit bull police before. And speaking of police dogs, justice has been served. Okay. I don't know if that was a great bridging. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what just has been served. Okay, so a man in New Orleans 
was arrested after his dog died in the heat. And those are terrible news. I know. But I was trying to. But he got arrested. No, no, no. That's yeah. a fucking positive in my book. Exactly. He got arrested for it. Thank you for sharing this news to me. I am so happy. So tell me more. Yeah, so he actually, you know, somebody actually got arrested for hurting a dog. So the police arrested the man. By the way, his name is Christopher Jackson, apparently. And so they arrested him uh, because he allegedly left his dog outside to die in the heat. He's a fucking demon. He needs to be tortured in return. Leave him in the fucking heat. Without water, without food to fucking die. That's my solution. Yeah, because that's the scene that the police arrived to. Uh, they found the dog tethered in the yard I can't. without <sighs> shade, no food, no water, no shelter. And do you know how hot it was? 114 degrees oh Fahrenheit Please. and the dog had no shelter. Oh my god, the poor baby. Oh god. So this guy Christopher Jackson, the dog. What does he get? Owner, How many I want years. He was booked on count of aggravated animal cruelty, which is actually really good because that's a felony. Thank you, New Orleans police. You're my fucking heroes. In fact, I'm going on vacation there, so you know what? I if I see a police in the street, I'm going to say, "You know what? This is a big plus in my book." Thank you. I know the police get a lot of criticism, and of course they do. The Black Lives Matter movement has, you know, really shown like a horrible side of the police force, and we are against all that. But with this week's episode about both NYPD taking on a pit bull on the police force mm -hmm. and New Orleans, Louisiana uh, police force, uh, you know, taking on taking this man down for killing this dog you thank know we're you seeing, thank you we're seeing some good sides of the police force finally man you know what we need to we need to like get everyone who's on the who has a police friend or anyone that serves the force share this episode because this is like the good news for police the police need some good information good like you know gold stars you know the police has become like the pit bull bad rap oh snap that are was they, a good are one are they gonna unite together oh, to you know you oh. know show the world that they are good and they come with good intentions to protect and serve oh you know oh my god that was nice little bow on the top of there oh my god wasn't it all right that means it's time to wrap it up oh wrap it up bad rap thank you for listening that was fun louise Mwah. thank you bye bye